0: Hi, welcome to Electronic Music Man, I'm James Locksmith, on today's episode, I'm speaking with the DJ team, label owners, creative a and duo, label of the same name, Dardisku, Disku, Mazen al and Vishmate from Bahrain in the GCC, these boys both connected several years ago through their love of digging for rarities and sharing music with DJing. Their passion for the weird and wonderful disco and alternative sounds from the region grew, and the Dar Disco concept was born. I met with the boys last month, and we discussed the rise of the MENA region's music fascination around, around the world, originality and responsibility, and we also covered well-being and systematic change. I had fun learning more about these guys, their mission, and the ways they know na- they're navigating through today's new world Marte and vas Al almaskati aka Dad disku welcome to electronic music man thank you for joining me on the show how are you
1: guys good good thank you for having us man yeah thanks. great man thanks james
0: how how's how's the uk how's it been in the last few months for you guys over there
1: um I, at least for me very very productive um uh i'm generally uh like i quite like my own space and i know mars does as well but i think um it's been a a really really good period for us we managed to get a lot done and um yeah it's been it's been good um although you know the atmosphere generally has been quite negative and you know people losing losing loved ones and whatever but it's Mm -hmm. uh yeah it's been good
0: yeah, for for, for personally, uh, you've found yourself being a bit more productive, and but otherwise, it's uh, I've, I'm sure like everyone, man, like the, the the way this the world's going right now, it's just been, it's hard to hard to take. How about yourself, uh, Mazen? How how about you? How's UK been treating you?
2: Yeah, I mean, um, more or less the same. It's it's been an, a difficult time for a lot of people, like Vish said. Um, for me personally. Um, Oh, I don't think I, I've really experienced um, too much of the hardships caused by everything that's happened or anything, but it's definitely forced everyone including myself to kind of adapt and do things differently from like little day-to-day things of like how you, you live your life, how to live mm-hmm. a life with a, you know, uh, less of a social connection and interaction of the people, how to go about doing your work or working on projects and things like that, collaborating with people in a new setting there's a whole bunch of challenges but to be honest with you i'm, I'm actually really like impressed and wowed by just people in general and how good they are just adapting and just getting on with things you know what i mean like yeah. the world just adapted like overnight it seems it's taken a few hits and it's a bit low and a little bit bumpy over over that that course um but still people have just kind of adapted to this new normal when everyone's coming up with new creative ways to do things, you know, so mm. I think
1: that's impressive. I also feel like it's changed people's perspectives, at least personally, I feel, um, you know, uh, there's a lot of things that we take for granted, especially, um, uh, our relationships with one another. And, um, you always expect people to, uh, to be around, but, um, it's a shame that it takes a pandemic to actually make you, you know, realize that life is extremely short and, uh, um, you know it's valuable and uh, yeah it's it's really just I think personally it's changed the way I feel about you know I feel I've always been very close to like my family and friends but um, especially this period now has made me even closer
0: yeah there's uh, definitely like a uh, an appreciation on life and family. I mean, it's cliche that it sounds and you hear it a lot, especially in sort of like the, the personal development and, and uh, um, spiritual world right now. It's like it, it has actually had an impact on on uh, the way we look at ourselves and our lives, which it almost feels like it's an awakening of consciousness in some regard. And so there is this kind of like inner reflection that we've all kind of been forced to, to do. And, um, has that been your experience? Have you found that like you've been, uh, look, having to look within and purge some old kind of habits and ways of thinking? Have, Have you found that being part of this sort of experience over the last five, six months?
1: yeah i mean uh, naturally i mean i i have my own um my own apartment i spend a lot of time um, alone and uh, generally like i do a lot of work um in in my in my place and have a a small studio set up here and i think by being alone a lot naturally you're forced to become a little bit more introspective Mm -hmm. um and you're you know you think about things a lot more but yeah definitely habits have changed um i found myself becoming uh, a lot more of a routine person and i don't know if that's a genetic thing because both my parents and my grand my grandfather especially now that i i think about it you know he the one thing he tried to instill in me when i was growing up was kind of routine and adherence to time and you know i don't he doesn't have like a military background or anything but it's almost like that kind of like sergeant general vibe that he gives off when i was a kid growing up in his household you know like lunch is at one dinner is at six you know Mm -hmm. um that kind of thing and i've been doing a lot of a lot of exercise and um, um other things like that which i didn't do a lot of, <laughs> <work>. <laughs> but but, um, but yeah, definitely habits have changed, and um, introspection is is become a big thing. Yeah, uh,
0: you too, Mazin, What about you?
1: Yeah,
2: pretty much. Uh, you know, um, spending a lot of time uh, at home by yourself um, does make you kind of look at your habits a little bit more closely and try and try to figure out what's kind of. What works? What doesn't work? What's kind of healthy for you wasn't isn't the healthiest thing to be doing, um, and yeah, just spending a lot of time by myself. I kind of was I was a lot more able to um, to you know cut things out that potentially weren't constructive or find um, things that I did find more more enjoyable, more you know healthy and all that kind of stuff to do a bit more of. Um, I can't say really that I did too much of the exercise, you know, as Vish did. (laughs) I wish I did. Um, But, yeah, just um, go into the habit of spending time at home alone doing things that required uh, a bit more of an attention span, you know what I mean? Whether it's, like, reading a book or, like, working on something, whether it's, like, music or something that's just – meant you had to be okay just being in your own space in your own head and feel comfortable with that and just um being able to to maintain that
1: that attention for for a good amount of time so that was something i was able to practice quite a fair bit
2: yeah
1: and i'm sure james uh, you will agree with this as well but being away from the dj lifestyle is conducive to a healthier lifestyle i would i would definitely say so yeah, absolutely absolutely so no no opulent dj dinners and uh, very late nights of drinking and shenanigans but um, yeah. yeah for sure it's uh...
0: that's the one thing that i have to say like this you know smoky rooms i mean um you know obviously in the middle east uh people smoking clubs still <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, yeah. um i i've, I've uh, you know had i haven't had to uh deal with that and I, honestly i feel a lot better for it um I, I, you know, I'm still enjoying um, sharing music, though, in a different way now. Oh, and, absolutely, and, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, you, you, uh, Vish, the, with the pre-interview, we, you, one of the things that was, um, you know, a, a focus for you was well-being and systematic change. Do you want to tell me, so now there are, would you say that you have a few more kind of like well-being sort of practices now in your life like you mentioned routine, what what what? Give me an example of some of the things that you're doing now to kind of like help you, you know, through this change and and new
1: lifestyle. Um, okay, well, I think. Without sounding like an absolute idiot, uh, I can <laughs> I can I can run you through some of the things that I'm I'm trying to do to better myself from both cool. the, yeah, the mental and physical aspect. So when I talk about routine, um, probably the first thing I'll do, and these are things that I never did in the past. This is just within, I would say, the last two or three months. Um, so the one thing I do, um, pretty much every day is, uh, dedicate at least an hour to two hours, um, on a craft. So, uh, a craft that I, um, I want to improve on. So whether, and most of, most of the time that is music. <laughs> so it's yeah. g- either generally reading, um, you know, or listening to something, you know, to, to what we're doing right now. Mm. Um, something where I can learn from, from my peers and from DJs that I look up to or watching a mix or, you mm. know, rec- recording a mix at home, you know, playing with more vinyl, d- doing things that push me out of my comfort zone. So yeah. so, so, an hour or two a day on improvement. Um, is, that, is that what
0: you meant by systematic change?
1: No, that's a completely different thing.
0: Right. Okay, we, um, we like, so you're talking more on a... Uh, uh world oh, yes uh, yeah, yeah 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 got it got it got it yeah okay yeah. so yeah um yeah so you you're you're you at the moment you're using uh your time in the mornings as a as a time to kind of uh improve skills and mindset
1: kind absolutely of yeah. yeah and the okay. moment i've done that one or two hours of you know kind of internal uh and, and kind of forcing myself essentially to improve um, a skill that sets me up for the rest of the day. Cause I feel like I've accomplished yeah. something very early yeah. in the morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody as somebody, I mean, this is probably the first time I've talked about this publicly or, or in an interview or anything, but as someone who's, um, generally quite anxious and, uh, you know, an overthinker as such, um, to put yourself in a positive mind frame does wonders for the rest of your day. Because Absolutely. you feel like you've already fought your first battle, and then after that, you feel that, you know, more uh, menial and you know slightly more annoying tasks are mo- much more accomplishable. Yes. Um couldn't agree more. And then after I've done that, um, you know, I I always speak to my family once a day. Um, at any point, that always puts me in a better mood um i i light a lot of candles um i don't know how that that's kind of become a thing that um it just changes the atmosphere in the house um uh, i spend uh, an hour outdoors normally i tie that in with exercise so do like a 5 or 10k run um and then yeah just listening to good music um working uh and yeah obviously meditation to end my day i know a lot of people start their day with that but um i generally reserve that just before i go to bed so turn off all laptops turn off phones um sit in my room and just have like five ten minutes just to think about the day and uh what i've accomplished um and yeah it just puts me in a better space
0: great uh that uh thanks for sharing all that man that's awesome um and Mazen is. I mean, is your routine a little bit more uh, regimented, or do you do you do anything like that? I mean, you don't have to, but uh, yeah. if there is, a, do you have any sort of practices that help you get you kind of like in the zone? And um,
2: yeah, I mean, uh, for me, it's a, a lot less to do with um, kind of routine and practical things, and a little bit more about. Um, like becoming aware of kind of what we, what I put into my system, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, uh-huh. I know with food and things like that, we a lot of us are watchful of you know the kind of food that we eat or uh, try to eat better, but have good quality, you know, uh, uh, food that we put into our system and all that. So I try to do a similar thing with with everything else. You know, like try and read something that's good for you. Try and um, I try and um, you know watch something that's that will kind of uh, influence my behavior or inspire me in a positive way listen to good music um all that kind of stuff Um, and try and stay away from things that might be negative i know that sometimes that's unavoidable Marzen, don't you don't
1: you love selling sunset on netflix (laughs) yeah yeah exactly i'm pretty sure that's negative for your body bro (laughs) yeah
2: um yeah, so basically just trying, trying to kind of uh, put positive things um, in, in, into uh, what I'm consuming basically on a day-to-day basis and even conversations. I've, I've been trying to keep um, any conversation that I have as positive as possible because I know it's easy to sometimes complain about something or take a negative twist on something, but I've noticed uh, this is something that I consciously do and I don't know if it's a little bit weird, but I try and like compliment people and compliment things as much as I can
0: that okay. no, um, uh, man praise praise is actually self-praise and praising others is yeah. is, is actually a really good practice to have honestly Sorry. and it's it's
2: and you know i completely agree and, and and even if you're doing it out loud or in your head just like you're walking let's say you're walking down the street and you see a piece of art or something and just in your head just saying like oh i really love that that's a really beautiful piece of art mm, or mm. or um you know someone says something to you you can directly say it to them and be like oh thank you so much I really appreciate you or this and that or or just think I really appreciate this person you know just to, just to actively kind of push that positivity ultimately just makes you so much more first of all like uh, positive in yourself um, and feel good about yourself um, and third of all make you more inclined to try things and go out into the world because it becomes a lot more inviting and and a exciting and encouraging place out there once you frame everything in a positive light like that i think mm-hmm.
0: I look I um your your the the dust discu message and vision uh have you felt that kind of like um progress now as well especially during this time has that evolved into like because you guys have set out a mission right to 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 bring out the best in 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 and sharing all this amazing music from from the MENA region and like ha, do you feel like your purpose behind that has become a lot more uh, clearer even more so and more defined during like has, you know, these new practices and this new way of thinking, has that given you a more inspirational kind of approach to your message and your music now?
1: I I mean, at least from a personal perspective, the message has always been that since the start. Yeah, but sure. If, if anything that, you know, we noticed changing as time went on was uh, the connection aspect. So what went from actually just being a, an idea in our heads to connect, you know, the diaspora or people like myself and Marzen who have roots in the Middle East and recontextualize, you know, what was once familiar music into a more contemporary dance setting or um, just something that makes you feel good. You walk into a space with some strangers and you walk out feeling good at the end of the night. uh, You feel like a change or you feel connected in some way um, to that culture. Uh, and that that connection is established through music and our selection. Um, that what we did find change was actually physically seeing that connection. So having conversations with people who, you know traveled five or six hours to come watch us play in London and tell us about their stories, where they grew up, um, and how they heard about the label, and you know what they took away from listening to our 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 releases that is what's changed and the frequency of that is what's changed more and more people messaging in more and more people, you know, coming, coming to shows. Um, I, I not, think
0: not necessarily people from the region. Either, no, not at all. I mean, I'm talking so
1: yeah. from all walks of life, all parts right, of the right. world. Like yeah. these are not Middle Eastern people. These are yes. you know people from Japan, people from Australia and Sweden, mm. whatever. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think, uh, you know, and um and, and you do this as well james and it's really great to, to see um radio plays a big part in that you know our radio mm. shows our mixes um that that's been the kind of uh portal <laughs> like kind yeah. of like yeah. Uh, yeah. a kind of cosmic portal that connects like all these we like people from all over the universe to yeah, to, yeah. To, to the yeah. dardisku sound so yeah mm. Yeah, I think yeah. similar to what Vish was saying, um, um,
2: from the get go, I think the idea has remained the same. Mm. Um, and very early on, me and Vish um, would have conversations uh, before we started Dardisku um, or before we already had a name or anything like that. Um, and we basically just talked about what we wanted to exist, right? Um, like what kind of thing we wanted to manifest. Um and we we've, we've made music for years and years and years. Uh, we've made music since we were kids and teenagers and all that kind of stuff in various shapes and forms, really. Um, and most of the time that was for the purpose of making something that was, you know, that sounded cool, you know, some nice music, that kind of thing, something that was dancey, something that was um, loud or whatever it was. That was usually it was in the past. But with Dardisku, there was a kind of, there's a very clear concept to us from early on where um i remember we we were talking and saying to each other um i wish there was a like a space or um some kind of like platform where we could um we could showcase all of this, this music that we've discovered you know all this stuff from the middle east and north africa and surrounding regions like i wish we could kind of share this with our with our friends and people around us, and just um, show them how awesome it is. Um, and and I wish we could take this and uh, this music and give it a new context. Like I remember us I saying to each other, "Hey Vish, when was the last time you've been to um, like a, a, been to a, a club or something and heard Middle Eastern music played as this dance music?" And obviously, around that time, there was people doing similar things um with that kind of thing but it was more um us trying to create something that we wanted to exist and i had a kind of a clear um there was a very clear motivator behind all of our actions that somehow we're able to tie everything together um Mm -hmm. into a label into a performance uh, aspect, um, uh, into an online presence slash community. And I th- like I say, I think from the get-go, the intention was there, um, but what it expanded or turned into wasn't necessarily clear from the beginning, and it's gradually kind of um, naturally progressed into various things, um, but still holding that same core concept or that, that, that desire to create something that, that didn't really exist um Mm. as you would have liked it to at the beginning yeah and and like
1: just just to add on to what marzen said like i guess what what i'm about to say sounds extremely egotistical but at the same time it's completely the opposite i do remember when we were having these conversations about setting up you know a place where we want to exist i remember telling Marzen something i remember saying I want us, I want Dardescu For at least from a live performance perspective, I want to be our favourite DJs. I want, to, I want to create something. I, I want to become our own favourite DJs, if that makes any sense. And, mm. and in a weird way, that goal is completely unattainable. And at the same time, that pushes us constantly to do things that I would want to go see as an individual. I will create moments that I would want to experience as an individual at a nightclub. You know, and James, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about when I say moments. But those moments when you're on the dance floor that leave you like jaw on the floor, like goosebumps on your arms, like everything mm. is perfect in the world. Like every time me and Marzen play a show, that's what I try to. As long as you've done like had one of those moments in our set, I feel like we've been successful. You know, mm. um, and and I think that a key word that Marzen really mentioned, and we we don't talk about this enough is manifestation. And it's something I never believed in until every time something happened, marzin and I would call each other and be like, dude, didn't we talk about this, like two months ago? Didn't it's we talk about
0: <laughs> it? Is,
1: it's crazy, James. Like the amount of times I've picked up the phone to Marzin, I'll be like, like a little girl screaming down the phone, like, oh my God, like, you know, like, guess guess what just happened like guess guess who did this or when i say a little girl or a little boy or any any child when you have that like feeling of excitement you know um, well, there,
0: there is there is scientific uh, information about that kind of stuff with quantum yeah, yeah. physics <laughs> yeah and, you know and then, like having that vibration inside of you and, and a clear vision of what you guys want to do and it sounds like you have uh i mean you know your story and what you guys are doing what you're continuing to do Is unfolding so yeah it makes sense it makes sense yeah yeah sorry you were saying something uh vish
1: yeah and and we just found ourselves um manifesting these these things that we wanted to happen and we we would look at each other uh and we'd say hey wouldn't it be great if this happened three months later it happens and (laughs) we've just we've just been constantly doing this um since day one and, and you know what it's not something that's like it's not some like supernatural
2: thing it's 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 genuinely like um it, you know in the same way that i was talking earlier about saying things out loud like positive things or compliments yes. to people and that kind of thing um, mm-hmm. it, the same thing applies with this whole manifestation thing or trying to visualize your goals or your dreams if you say them out loud um or just say, talk about them to another person um, very clearly and define, I want to be able to do this, or it's my dream to one day or sometime in the near future be able to do X, Y, and Z. Um, Unconsciously, day to day, as you live your life, you'll make little decisions, small little tiny decisions, small little behaviors um, that gradually bring you nearer and nearer to that goal. Um, without you even realizing, but as soon as you acknowledge that out loud, you gradually change the way you do things. and it, it slowly pushes you towards that. And at the same time, saying that out loud means that people around you become aware of what your intentions are, what your dreams and aspirations are. And then they kind of you take on this collective form where because people know, hey, um, Maz or Vish is interested in that particular thing. Maybe I should show them this type, this type of music, or introduce them to this person, or mm. invite them over to this thing, and then um, gradually um, you get guided towards that that end goal. If that makes sense, I know it still yes. sounds a little bit supernatural, but no, like, no, I, I, you know I, what I mean, like right? I
0: totally, yeah, I, I totally re- relate to this. You know, it's uh, yeah. when 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 you're when you're projecting kind of like, um, what you, it, and, and it, it has to, it has a lot to do with, um, having that clear vision of, you know, what you want to do, the purpose of it, the responsibility, all these kind of things, when they're, when they're, I, uh, and I'm a firm believer of this, like when you have those things aligned and, and it comes out of you, then, then, those synchronicities, you start to actually, you start to see them, you know. Like it becomes clearer, and people start to gravitate towards you that are aligned with that vision and that 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 purpose and and what you're trying to do. And you, because you, you you're projecting that, you know. It's yeah. like you know, uh, and you know, it 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 is you know, it is somewhat supernatural, you know. It is somewhat mm-hmm. magical, you know. It, it's uh. I um, it's been part of a very big part of the way I, I the way I do my work as well. So, um, but back to um you know discussing about the, the, the you know the, the around the label. I mean what what where in terms of originality as well and the the because there's I mean like in the last say ten years as well specifically okay. there's been this sort of Fascination around Mina music, and there's, um, and look, I mean, remixing and emulating uh, has been around for so long. What do you think? A. Why do you think there's been a, a like a a fascination in Mina music, especially recently? Recently, and also like, I mean there's been DJs before us and there's been people in the music uh, in different, oops, in different areas. And, um, so yeah, the, well let's answer that Mina Mina music explosion and, and yeah. fascination over um, the last few years. What do you, where do you, where, why do you think that's been quite significant?
2: So uh, I think, um, You know, uh, looking back, you know, before the last 10 years, let's go to about 2015 years ago, um, people around the world, let's say in the UK, in the States, Europe, so and so, um, were all aware of the MENA region, right? But I think at the time, if you didn't live there, someone like yourself, for example, as is the case with many places that people don't live, it becomes a little bit of a, of a caricature, a little bit of a stereotype of, of mm. what it really is, if that makes sense. Um, so uh, I think what happened over the last 10 years, more so recently as well, um, and maybe it's something to do with kind of social media, maybe it's to do with um, more arts or, or artists in general um, coming from the region, is it's turned less into a uh, into a caricature and it's been a little bit more of a kind of detailed tapestry what the region is so the difference between different countries different parts of the middle east or north africa um, the different types of music the different types of food and people and everything has become more clear to people um, so when you think of middle eastern music um, nowadays um, you don't necessarily think of you know something that you hear uh, you know you know when you have a a film and then there's like a Middle Eastern scene or like they're suddenly in like Syria or Iraq or something. And your generic like oud or something, your Arabic scale starts playing and it's all very mm-hmm. eerie and and belly dancer ish. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like no one listens to that music. Like, like I don't, my parents didn't listen to that music. No people listen to that kind of music and in, in homes But for some reason that's the go-to sound. But anyway, um, so yeah, it's turned less into that and more into, um, uh, into something a little bit more, more complex, you know, um, the same way with, like, you, let's say you go to a restaurant, um, you don't go to like a world food restaurant, right? Mm you go to like an Italian restaurant, you go to a French restaurant, you go to like a Chinese restaurant. And then within that,
1: like for a Chinese restaurant, you'd go to a Shizuan restaurant or you'd go to a Cantonese restaurant. Or when you go to Italian, you could have some Tuscan food or Calabrian food, or you went to uh, Indian, you wouldn't just say Indian food, you could have like South Indian. So people are becoming more aware as Mazen said. They are. um, And and,
2: and I think the, the reason for that is like I say, exposure, right? So in the same way that over the last few years, um, and fairly recently, I think as well, um, slowly the, w- the use of the word uh, world music is dying out, because in a similar way to, to food, now everyone is becoming aware of the different kind of um, you know cuisines or the different like genres of music. They know about like rye music. They know about like dubke music. They know about like you know like.
0: Uh, uh, so you think they're being more specific now? Like people are actually rather than like putting it under one umbrella, they like being that because because of the awareness yeah and 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 what's happened people have now becoming more like when they're talking about it that they're aware yeah yeah Mm.
1: yeah i I think Mm. um just to add on and and go back to that the main question itself is why has there been that explosion i just thought i'd take like a i guess a completely different take on this question or a different way of answering this question so Mm. marzen's discussed I guess the geopolitical so like social uh, awakening and understanding of the the kind of mm-hmm, sub-genres yeah. and fo- different various faucets of middle eastern culture i think yeah. in my perspective the reason for this explosion has been sonically so let's rewind to early 2000s at least my first exposure of middle eastern music was not through the d- traditional sense of gulf and Khaliji music. It was it was through a completely different genre of music, which was hip hop. The first time I heard a, a, a full segment of an Arabic song, I remember was early 2000s when Timberland and Scott Storch were using not just segments but major um, major parts of Arabian songs in in hip hop beats yeah. um, and. Like it was like Alia and yeah, Timbaland, Missy Elliott. These are people who I loved anyway as a teenager. And then to hear that, I was like, this is so different to your standard hip hop beat. You know, it's so different to your 50 Cent. It's so different to your Eminem. It's, it sounds crazy when it came on in a club. So that was my first exposure. Not to interrupt you Vish or something, but I just had a a really like uh, a flashback to like
2: when, uh, uh, when, you know, when Jay-Z put out uh, Big Pimpin'. Um, mm-hmm. and then and being mm-hmm. being at home, I think I was, I was a teenager at the time, I can't remember. Uh, but my dad walking past and he he was like, Oh, this is Abdul Halim Hafiz. I'm like, What?
1: I was like, No, it's Jay Z, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> and he's like, No, no, this is Abdul Halim. And I'm like, What? And it took me a while to realize that that was a sample. And uh, yeah, it's like, it's his- funny you say that because, um, I think that song React, uh, is it React? Um, I uh, there's like a bollywood song that's okay been yeah. yeah yeah do you know i don't know which one you uh what the actual name is i forget Yeah. Off the top of my head my mom was like ah these guys these days if only they knew like the original song yeah. and it's like yeah that very similar moment but yeah going back to, to what i was saying sonically middle Eastern music even in a club setting or a traditional setting and um for, for many people, uh, this may come as a shock, but I don't speak a word of Arabic, neither do I. I, I mean, I understand a little, it's improving, but mm. my I, I am in no way fluent in Arabic music. So my perception <laughs> of Arabic music to Marzin is through a completely different lens. So when I send him something, it's not because I understand what the fuck is... Sorry, am I allowed to swear? It's okay,
0: it's all right. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> it's not because I understand what the fuck is going on. It's because I truly have felt a reaction to that song from a musical and sonic perspective yes. yeah, yeah, and yeah. that is that's what I love about Dardiscus because there's like this this like language and sonic barrier that exists between me and marzen but that's the best part it is right. truly the best part because I knew if I had his understanding or he had my understanding of Bollywood music we wouldn't have found or shared or, or taken that big leap when we play you know the curveball track in one of our sets is because that curveball track is either one of his or one of mine, you know? Mm, mm, mm. Um, and yeah, sonically, the the microtonal scale used in Middle Eastern music is like nothing else else in Western music. When you play in a club, people are already like, what the hell is this? Um, percussively, it's heavier. It's it's more, um, it's never four to the floor or it, it, it has an undertone of four to the floor, but it's shuffled on top. Mm. So there's like a completely different um, dance pattern. The way you move your body when you listen to Middle Eastern music or Indian music feels different. So it creates a sense of um, like transcendence when you're in a dance floor, you feel like you're, you're somewhere else. Mm. Um, and when you compile all of this stuff together, so what Marzen talked about, what I just talked about, you're left with this product, which is so familiar to your ears, but at the same time, like you've never heard it before. And that mm-hmm. that for us is why we do what we
0: do. Mm. I feel I feel like though the, uh, the um, when we heard when we heard Timberlake and um, sorry Timberland and and, and t- uh,
1: Timberlake Timber as well, bro. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right,
0: you're right. But I mean, I, I, we heard even even Beyonce like using Arabic sounds um, in the last twenty years. I I think now though like okay arabic kids from the region and and arab kids around the world they would have picked up on that and heard it but i think now though it's become more um rec- like it's more identified f- in the west not from just arab like arab kids so yeah. you guys would have picked it up back then but like now that drake tune He's like busting out lyrics in Arabic and oh my day shout out, <laughs> shout out
1: Drizzy man shout out uh, OVO
0: So you you know like I it just seems that there and and of course you know DJ Khaled you know like there's all these references now it's almost like it's cool to be Arab. I was just going like- to say I was just going to say like
1: man when when you know and I, it's the same with, I mean, I can talk about this from a very personal, and I guess this is, I was never proud to be Indian. I was never, pr- like, at school, I, yeah the, mu- yeah, yeah, the I music bet. I right, listened yeah. to, I mm, wanted to mm. listen to hip hop, I wanted to feel a connection with Western culture. I was never proud of, like, where I'm from, but only until I was about, like, 15 or 16, I became so proud of, A, growing up in the Middle East, and and my culture and india and to the point where mm. i called like i invited Marzen to like my family home to like india and i wanted him to be like no 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 like yes i talk about being indian but i want you to feel what it's like to be indian i want mm. you to come i want you to see the people i want you to know how we how we care about other people i want you to taste the food you know Um yeah. and, and share it share it and yeah, we're doing yeah, that yeah. through music but yeah like you said now like all the girls, uh, you know, like <laughs> looking up to like G- Gigi Hadid, and they're like, "Oh, she's so cool. She's Palestinian." And like, yeah, uh, I think it's I think that's that's a
0: sign of the times as well, like that that the world has become a lot more open and more accepting. <clears throat> and in that in in that sense, that uh, it as well when we started off the conversation today, like you could also see this as part of, you know, the human race conscious awareness you know like you can see that through music people are becoming a lot more open to uh, music and knowing and wanting to know because what i'm finding too even from um a younger like what i find from a younger generation like i feel like there was a little gap where things were kind of a bit hazy in music but i'm finding now a lot of art new artists and just kids in general like in the early 20s they're really doing their homework and they really like want to know the origins of music again. Like I'm just, uh, that's what I feel. I'm seeing that a lot more as well. So yeah, I think, um, I think there's a, there's a definitely, and, and, and going back to Da Disco like as a, as a, um, a label and w- what it's doing and, and its contribution to music at the moment, the, um, you know, that there is a responsibility for you guys. You know, there's a responsibility, and I think you guys are fulfilling that role, and you're doing a good job for doing a good job for it. I mean, what what's next for for Dark Disco? Is is there a, a whole bunch of new releases coming out now in the next six months, or what's happening? Yes, yes, yeah. Mars yeah,
1: Maz, <laughs> Maz um, I'll let Mars talk about it in okay. a bit more detail. But the last four or so months have been a culminative project. Between a collaborative project between a producer in in you know long-standing Dardisco affiliate, um, moving still from Dublin and Saudi Arabia um, and and Chade as well from the Netherlands, Mm -hmm. Um, myself and Marzen from a a kind of A and R and even production perspective on the A side on this new release. Um, the research behind this project, the art direction, it's all been a lead up to our fourth release, which is coming out sometime. <laughs> I, I think eventually. Um, uh, we, yeah, we, that's been our, our main project. And also, you know, just to, to start working with more Middle Eastern artists and um, hopefully get back on the live circuit as well, because I, I truly miss that the yeah. playing in front of people um and yeah some some new merch um some new cultural projects as well we're gonna you know we're thinking about doing some exhibitions and and galleries um working with you know old musicians from bahrain and getting their story but i think marzen can shed a bit more light about the the new release yeah so um yeah we've
2: uh, done a couple um couple of announcements and stuff about this release uh, but yeah, it's our fourth um, of, of its kind, DD zero zero four, and like Vish said, yeah, we've got A-side A, a side and B side, both uh, both fantastic tracks, if I may say so. Very proud mm-hmm. of them, um, and it's uh, it's so um, reflective of us all having to change the way we do things slightly, um, and 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 cope with all these like lockdown measures and restrictions and all that. Um, but also shows like how, how well we can kind of collaborate even in these uh, kind of restricted times. I mean, mm. me and Vish are obviously from Bahrain, uh, but based in the UK. Uh, we've got Moving Still um, and Tiade, each from different countries, Ireland. And am I right in saying Netherlands, Vish? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Sorry, I didn't want to get that wrong. Um, and uh, uh, on top of that, getting a record that's being being actually physically built and pressed um, in Ireland, and then being shipped by a, a company based in Europe worldwide.
1: Are like they, are a,
0: they are these two are these two producers um, collaborating together, or is it yeah yeah. So, yeah? so the
1: B right. the B side is actually an ed, It's a it's it's an edit by both of them. So they've both done production, sending each other files on Ableton whilst speaking, right, so uh, right?
0: so they right they, they've done they've done the edit together yeah, yeah. exactly Digi-
1: right. dig- digitally it's crazy um, um, right. yeah
2: and so it so it's been this big collaborative effort from people that have been like scattered around different countries, and we've made it still made it work um so I'm very mm-hmm. proud of that um that aspect to it, but the actual music itself uh the first track is uh Qadir so this track is. It's a song that everyone if you grew up in the middle east or you're aware of middle eastern music um you'll know it it's like this big anthem they play at weddings they play at parties and so on um it was made famous by um uh Shab Faded, Faded. Taha and Shab...
0: uh-huh. uh yes yeah yep. it
2: was a Sh- Tha- no i forgot his name chef father that's it um yeah huge anthem we basically f- just by
1: by some chance, I think Vish, you're the one, you're the one who stumbled across this track initially. Yeah, um, it was like on one of those like three a.m. I can't sleep, so I'm gonna go into the deep, <laughs> deepest, darkest parts of the internet yeah. on like a hunt for new music. And I remember texting Marzin. I just sent him one line. I just said, "We found it."
2: Yeah, and, 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 then, and uh, honestly, it blew my mind when I when I when I heard it. And he sent it my way. Because, like I say, the the original track um, is such an anthem, but this was like
1: it had a different feel to it. It. Yeah. it was like
2: this disco-y, funky, like um, you know, slightly poppy, electronic, and experimental version of it uh, with some it was an interesting take on the vocals as well. So yeah, we just started chopping that up and, and adding our little little twist to it and our little flavor, and I think we've come up with something very, very special something that people will really enjoy I can't wait to start dropping that in, the, in a live setting especially if people, when, people don't expect
0: got, it have you got a release date yet for that?
1: Um, no fixed release date I don't want to say like a, a fixed um,
0: okay but uh, in the coming time. months yeah we'll that we'll yeah.
2: pretty soon I think um, we're cool. just getting um, everything everything set up and making sure we've got all our records pressed and ready to go and as soon as we have that I think we'll, we'll make it available we awesome. we'll let them know
0: fantastic guys well tell us uh, where can we find uh, tell the listeners of uh, um, electronic music man where they can find dad disco
1: um instagram uh we're pretty active on there like drop us a message if you like if you're a producer if you have any like actual music i'm sure a lot of the people that listen to this podcast are very knowledgeable like yourself james about um, (laughs) music and 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 are interested beyond actual music interested in, in cultures as well and um so yeah Instagram's a great place uh uh we have a bunch of mixes uh through um you can find some stuff on resident advisor um cool uh yeah we, we well, I'll, I'll,
0: I'll definitely pop up the uh the, the links that i have uh People will be able to see them in the the, the liner notes on Apple Music and and uh, the other platforms. So yeah. thanks. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll add all those, the ones that I have: Instagram, Resident Advisor, Facebook, SoundCloud, the usual suspects, and of course your website as well, where uh, you guys have a, a beautiful website, by the way. I love it. All right, shout, well, shout,
1: shout out to Wix. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Well, Vish Mazin, aka da Disku Boys, it was awesome. I really enjoyed chatting with you guys today. Thanks yeah, you for coming. Too, man. Thank yeah, man. man, it's
1: been yeah. it's been a really long time, and I'm actually yeah, really yeah, hoping we can, uh, you know. Well, I was
0: we, I was hoping to see you back in February when you were here, but I was away. Yeah, and, and also yeah, and, we got and, invited. And like,
1: yeah, go on. We got invited back to Dubai um, this summer, and obviously that couldn't happen. Oh damn! But um, I think James, we need to have a separate talk and. Organize the craziest party in Dubai. Has <laughs>
0: yeah, for sure. I can't wait. I can't James, wait.
1: Lock, James Locksmith, Dardisco, back-to-back seven hours. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I like the sound of that. <laughs> All right, gents, Take care. All right, take care. care. Take care man. See Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Okay. I'd love to hear from you. Please leave a review and your comments. Head to jameslocksmith.net for more information and the newsletter. If you found this to be helpful for anyone, please share. Catch you on the next episode. Bye.